Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Stu's Days, as they say over here in the UK. Stu, I'm in London today. Where Where are you? Uh, I am at my post uh, in Toronto. Uh, not nearly as exciting as you. Well, I don't. I, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I actually, you know what I did though? Do today, um, because it was Stu's Days. I wanted to do something special, so I actually hopped on the train and I went out to Richmond, and I wandered in around the area where they filmed Ted Lasso. Oh yeah. And then I had a beer in the pub that they go to on the show, and uh, and I had everybody yell out dollar cost averaging and then i took a sip of my beer yeah so it's all in honor of you Stu, on a stew's days in london did you take the stoob <laughs> the, the scoop the stoob yeah yep. that's right yeah i i uh I've, I've been uh i've been purposely calling things the wrong thing here just to to aggravate my uh my uk colleagues yeah you know, leicester and uh <laughs> the subway things like that yeah that nice truck like an elevator, those kind of things. Yep. But uh, so so uh, so so nice over here, but um, markets are you know continue to be. I think the word you were using as we were having our conversation a bit of a conundrum, uh, in terms of determining where where we're going. Uh, again, we're taping this on uh, on on Tuesday afternoon, um, and uh, and it's a we've got Chairman Powell testifying, and of course he's. He's jawboning, jawboning about how they're going to do everything they they can to to kill inflation, and they, no one will be able to stop them until they've stopped inflation. Uh, but markets are kind of going, meh. We got a big jobs report uh, coming on Friday that a lot of people are are focused on because the last last I guess two or three job reports have been a little bit hotter than people would have expected. You'd think that the you know that inflation would have shown a little bit more signs of of coming down. Uh, we had rates. We talked last week about ten-year uh, rates in the U.S. popped up over four percent. The the, the two-year rate is creeping up on five. So, Stu, what what do we make of all of this, or or do we not make anything of it? Is is, is anything that I, I, we, I guess we keep coming each week to is anything that that's happening really changing your view of 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 the direction that we're headed? Not, not really. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it is, but it's not like, you know, when you, um, like you have to be, you know, watching the tea leaves, uh, so to speak, like trying to, you know, gather information from, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of daily, uh, economic reports, uh, conversations, you know, you're always looking to see like, is something changing underneath the surface that, um, that, uh, you know, that we have to really, you know, take note of. And, um, uh, it's always possible, but, you know, I think, you know, generally speaking, you know, kind of this longer roadmap of inflation peaks, maybe a year later, interest rates peak, earnings bottom. Yeah, like, I, I don't think there's, you know, a ton of change in that that longer term roadmap. Like, we, we had inflation peak last summer, but it, it's not coming right, right back to two. Um, but it is declining. It's not declining at the pace that uh, some would like to see. Part of that is uh, there's a lag in monetary policy. Part of that is companies and individuals financed a lot of their mortgages and debt, and they've locked in some interest rates for a period of time. So even though they know that they may have to pay more in the future, they haven't had to do it yet. Um, you know, the, the unemployment uh, has remained very low. Like there's, you know, there's a handful of things that, um, that 
you know, in all likelihood will change. They just haven't changed yet. And as a result, you're not getting this kind of near-term resolution in inflation, even though the conviction to deal with it remains the same. And it, it is, you know, kind of progressing in, in the right ways. So, you know, like I think, I think, you know, you're always, you're always worried, uh, you know, when you see this, because it's like, that's where you get, will you get like a policy mistake? Will there be just too much tightening that causes a more severe uh, earnings decline? And then that severe earnings decline will lead to some liquidity squeezes in areas of markets that you might not have imagined, which leads to greater price change than just the earnings decline might uh, warrant. And uh, that creates like this kind of, you know, crunch period for markets. And um, yeah, like it's, it's, you know, as a long-term investor, you know, you're going to see those um, as, as a, you know, as a, as a very short-term investor, um, you know, you you know, the thing I tend to watch really is, is the long end of the yield curve, which, you know, has, has bounced around. But, uh, you know, if if we were really worried about uh, inflation uh, ballooning and being under control, the yield curve would, would tell you something about that. So, um, you know, watchful, you know, I think, you know, I think that, you know, the part that we really have to focus on is if, if it's a little bit higher interest rates and a little bit longer, what does that mean for earnings? Um, because earnings growth has, has kind of stalled, like it's in the zero to 5% yeah. range. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's what we have to think about. So, so Stu, we, like we, we, um, I, I, I was, I was talking to a gentleman here in, uh, in, in London yesterday and and we were just talking about this this monetary policy and 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 this lag right and you, you just think of individuals and we, we, we you know we generally focus on canada here and in when we're having discussions because uh, because that's where where we live and where we're based and where a lot of our listeners are and you, you think of the way that we do mortgages in canada so we've got variable rate mortgages we've got you know terms from six months generally to about five year typically do 25 year amortizations on the loan and We've already seen in the system that there were some people coming into this that had variable rates who had, you know, for, for 40 years, basically, in Canada, you know, betting on variable rates was 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 a pretty good bet that over the long haul rates were in a constant trend down. We, we've seen that reverse. So people who are in variable rates have had their their payment maybe adjusted or their effective amortization uh, adjusted. But you've got to have some people with some mortgages starting to come due this year, next year. And, and that's got to start to impact, but it, it doesn't seem to be. Is, 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 it, is it a little bit of a different scenario this time because of what we went through with COVID where rates just kind of dropped to you know, virtually zero and that changed the way businesses and individuals set up their financing this cycle versus other cycles? Well, definitely at the margin, like, you know, people, people, you know, corporations extended term and took advantage of low interest rates. And even on in, on the individual front, you know, there's there's uh, alternative mortgages uh, in Canada, like outside of the banking system. They often have a term of one year. Yeah. So they will reprice. Yes. And that will impact some degree of consumption, but it's not the lion's share of consumption. And um, then the rest of the mortgages. Uh, you know, because, you know, such significant volumes were done during the COVID period, even if you're on a variable rate mortgage in Canada, uh, there are there are variable rate, classic variable rate mortgages where the payment changes immediately in response to interest rates. And then there's, you know, kind of fixed payment variable rate mortgages, which means 
As rates rise, you pay less principal down out of each payment, but your payment itself may not change. Because so many of those mortgages were written in 2020 and 2021, it's still, you know, people may not feel the impact of higher interest rates until 2024, 2025, when uh, the terms of those mortgages start to renew, which again, that's like, that's a classic lag, right? Like, you know, you're sitting there and you're saying, boy, I know in four or five years, my payment's going to change, but it's not getting me right today. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it just, um, I, I guess our, our discussion is, and what we're thinking is that perhaps it, it, it makes this, you know, typically I, I think the, the usual lag on, on, on a change in monetary policy. And again, this is, this is a much more pronounced shift, um, and, and tightening cycle than, than really we've seen in, 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 in 40 years and are arguably ever actually, but is it, 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 it doesn't seem to be having really a, a ton of effect is, is, is it just going to be a little bit longer before, before we see it kick in is, is, and, and is that, does that increase the chance that they make a mistake? Well, like, like right now it, it um, because it's been very uh, measured and telegraphed, it's been significant but it's been measured in telegraphs. So that raises the question of, you know, do they need to do something that kind of shocks behavior, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you go back in time, like the Federal Reserve used to raise interest rates on a Saturday. It used to <laughs> yeah. raise them, cut them. Like there wasn't this kind of forward guidance that kept you off uh, guard a little bit. And, you know, some people will say that, that while the rate increase in this cycle has been significant, it's been so telegraphed that it hasn't had that same kind of, you know, a little bit of a jarring impact on behavior, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the benefit of hindsight, you know, you can debate this way, you know, 10 ways to Sunday. What we do know is that higher interest rates have been loaded into the system and eventually that's going to have a slowdown. What they're really uh, discussing now is what they don't want is they don't want inflation to be embedded in people's thinking. So they don't want it to be embedded before uh, the real meat of monetary policy really kicks in. Um, you know, and that's that's the ongoing discussion that they, you know, today they've had today. They they'll they'll continue to have. Um, you know, I think what they keep outlining is that we have the tools to slow inflation and stop it, which is higher interest rates, tighter monetary conditions. Um, we have the tools to undo that if we slow the economy too much. So we know which way they're likely to err on. Uh, they've been pretty consistent on that front, um, and you know, from a, a longer term standpoint, there's you know movements in short term interest rates. And there's movements in longer term interest rates. And, uh, you know, the longer term interest rate is much more important to uh, signaling inflation expectations, evaluation, you know, all sorts of things. Right. And um, like even today where we've had where we've had, uh, you know, fairly you know, hawkish commentary uh, from uh, uh, Chairman Powell, uh, the 10 year bond has not moved around as much as the commentary might lead you to believe. Yeah, and in fact, and and we we were just commenting as we were talking before we we started taping, um, that, that as we sit here right now, uh, the the ten year in the U.S. is down fifteen basis points from where it was last week, even with that, uh, with again the job owning that you're, you're you're seeing from the from the Federal Reserve Chairman today, the the are, are, are just go we'll just go down one more alleyway be, before we finish up today, Stu, are, are are you seeing in in the companies that you're you're talking to, as we talk about the you know, one of the one of the real big concerns 
for, for, for longer term inflation is, is the job market and the fact that the job market has remained very tight. In, in the companies that you're talking to that you're investing in, are you hearing anything from them uh, about seeing a difference in the job market in o over the last, you know, maybe even month or so, uh, as as you know, this this the, you start to see some traction uh, uh, around these the, the the tighter interest rate policy. Yeah, like, and, and that goes a little bit to um, you know, kind of rate of change type investing yeah. as well, right? Yes. So you know, I think when you know, by and large, when we talk to a lot of companies, uh, they're still feeling some wage pressure. But the, the, the majority of the I can't fill the vacancy is passed, right? So, yeah. so the, leading, yes. the leading indicator of slowing jobs is positive, which is saying yeah. I can actually now find people. I'm yes. still having to pay them a little bit higher than I used to. So before the problem was twofold, I can't find them even if I could pay them. Now I'm starting to fill vacancies still with elevated wages. We're seeing you know some businesses adjust the amount of labor that they're using. So... You know, that eventually will lead to some softening as well. So, you know, again, like, you know, these kind of, when you look backwards on something and you say, oh, this happened, then that happened, then that happened over like a three-year period of time, you know, we need, we, we don't want to ignore short-term events, but we need to be careful in the short term that, you know, we're re-altering or, or rewriting longer-term scripts because of, you know, daily activity when, you know, we know that these things take some time to, to progress. Yeah, I guess I guess the, um, the the big thing it reminds us is even as as powerful uh, as some of these tools are, this is a big shift they're trying to turn. So it doesn't, uh, you know, it, it it it's not it's it's not you know dipping and darting around in in traffic the way a you know a little delivery uh, scooter uh, with uh, an Uber Eats scooter here is uh, zipping around in in the uh, in the the tight streets of London. It's uh, this. This is like the Titanic, and trying to you know. Hopefully they uh, they they've seen the iceberg and they and they turned in time to avoid it, right? That's 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 more that's more what it's like. Yeah, and I think it's it's not just turning the. It's just that there's because it's been so long since we had higher interest rates. There's so many uh, you know nuances that present themselves. Uh, you know, kind of offshoots of policy, right? Like yeah. even like the way that interest rates might work from a traditional standpoint. You're also at a period of time where you put a ton of money in people's accounts from COVID. And all of a sudden that money, which you thought was going to draw down, is now making four or five percent. Yeah. So, you know, higher interest rates are leading to a little bit more of a problem in, because they're creating a little bit more interest than they used to as well. So, you know, like there's there's just a lot of dynamics going on. Um, you know, that's why I think, you know, it's just it's important to, you know, really focus on like what are they telling you? Is the messaging changing? You know, is the likely outcome, uh, you know, changing a whole lot, and there'll be lots of volatility in between. But you know, trying to get those things, you know, kind of squared away. And and like like I say, as when 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 I do my speeches and a lot of the stuff I've I've learned from you over the years is, you know, I don't know what the market's going to do today. I I'm I don't have much of a guess on next week. I don't know where it's going to be a year from now. You know, probably up. Uh, in most years, right? Uh, I've got the odds are by the time I get out to ten years, though, I got a pretty good good idea of of where it's going to be relative to where it is right now, and I'd rather bet on that than than try and figure out what's going on in the short term because you can see even as I talk to you know about as as smart a person as I know who's tracking this stuff every every, every minute of every day that's his job it it's tough to do because so much stuff is is going on. 
So from an investment perspective, fundamentally, you want to focus on the things that you can control and know, uh, and that's that that's kind of the basics of investing. And then you leave it to uh, leave it to an expert like Stu to uh, to to worry about the small stuff. And uh, you know, I'll I'll go and hop on the tube and go somewhere interesting instead of worrying about it today. Yeah, like it like just along those lines. Like one of our analysts, who's uh, now a portfolio manager, but when when he was an analyst. We were talking about a stock 10 years ago, and uh, I said, I said, I'm convinced that dividend will double in the next 10 years, which would have been a 7% compound growth in the dividend. And he put it in his calendar. Yeah. And he walked by my office the other day and he said it actually doubled last year. Wow. So, you know, there's lots of noise, but, you know, there's, there's the longer term as well. But, but still, please come back and tune in for next week's Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Where we will zoom in and focus on the near term and help you help you make some decisions around your uh, your investments, or at the very least, get try to develop some kind of an understanding of uh, of of what's going on. Stu, uh, always well. I guess I guess the uh, just to, just just we I like to finish with where we start. I guess the key thing for people to do is believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good way of saying it, Dave. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of you know, I think the thing I always remember is that there's a lot of people focused on an outcome that benefits uh, the most people. And, you know, that outcome is, in this case, is getting inflation down, preserving longer term interest rates, creating the environment for businesses to invest. Maybe, maybe you know, earnings are, are going through a little bit of a struggling period right now, but, you know, earnings can then reaccelerate off of that. And, and that's uh, what longer term investors are focused on. Excellent. Well, Stu, uh Thanks. Uh, thanks as always. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Great. Thanks, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.